0: You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music, and sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music. Talking about Cream, Disraeli Gears. With me, I have Isaiah. Hello. Jamie. Hello. And Romy. Hey! Disraeli Gears is the uh, second studio album by British rock band Cream. It was released on November 2nd, 1967 under Reaction Records. It was produced by Felix Pappalardi, and the genres are Psychedelic Rock, Blues Rock, and Hard Rock. Now I'm going to read the all-reasonic review from Stephen Thomas Erlewine. Cream teamed up with Papillarty for their second album, a move that helped push the power trio towards psychedelia and also helped give the album a thematic coherence missing from their debut. This of course means that Cream get further away from the pure blues improv troupe they were intended to be, but it does get them to be who they truly are, a massive innovative power trio. The blues still courses throughout the Israeli gears. The swirling, kaleidoscopic Strange Brew was built upon a riff lifted from Albert King, but it's filtered into saturated colors, as it is on Sunshine of Your Love. Or it's slowed down and blurred out, as it is on the ominous murk of Tales of Brave Ulysses. It's a pure psychedelic move that's spurred along by Jack Bruce's flourishing collaboration with Pete Brown. Together, this pair steers the album away from recycled blues rock towards its eccentric British core, for with the fuzzy freak-out the music hall flourishes of Dance the Night Away, the swinging Take It Back, and of course the old music hall song Mother's Lament. This is a very British record. Ew. Even so, this crossed the ocean and also became a major hit in America, because regardless of how whimsical certain segments are, Cream are still a heavy rock trio, and Disraeli Gears is a quintessential heavy rock album of the 60s. Yes, it's psychedelic trappings tie it forever to 1967, but the imagination of the arrangements, the strength of the compositions, and especially the force of the musicianship make this album transcend its time as well. Right, what do we think of Disraeli Gears by Cream? I like it. It's a, surprisingly it's
1: pretty good it's pretty funky. Mm. yeah like bruh. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah i i this album actually has a special place in my heart because uh i remember the first time i went back to a record store during the pandemic i been trapped in my house for three months and when i finally got out the first thing i did was run straight to the record store and uh, disraeli gears was one of the albums i got among the other albums, I got uh, Jethro Tull's Aqualung for $2, Yes's Fragile for $3, Elton John's Hockey Chateau for $7, and wouldn't you know it, this one, the one we're looking at right now, for the very very reasonable price of $1.
2: <laughs> they must hate Clapton. <laughs>
1: yeah. I didn't pay.
2: But yeah, I had only I'm heard ready? Sunshine of Your Love off this record before I listened to it It's in its entirety. Yeah. And I still think it's it might be the best. I think it's the best. Track off the album.
0: Tales of Brave Your List is who? <laughs> yeah. But seriously, uh, I like that. I, when, I when like the the Wawa guitar kicks in after the verse was like wow,
3: wow, wow, wow.
0: That's one, probably my favorite part in the whole record.
3: <laughs> the way you described the wahs reminded me of the Pac-Man sounds from um <laughs> from Pictures at an Exhibition.
0: Yeah. I thought you were going to say Pixels. <laughs> yeah.
2: The best movie ever,
0: obviously. <laughs> the best Adam Sandler is in it. (laughs) Adam Sandler from the Backyardigans.
3: Is that lore now? Adam Sandler was on the Backyardigans?
0: Yep. It all started when Riley accidentally called Adam Pascal Adam Sandler.
3: (laughs) And many jokes were made. Yep.
0: Anyway, uh, so Cream is a supergroup consisting of, uh, as we mentioned, Eric Clapton on guitar, uh, Jack Bruce on vocals and bass, and uh, Ginger Baker on drums. And I'd be lying if I said Ginger Baker wasn't my favorite uh, musician on this album. (laughs) What's it,
2: Blue Condition? Blue Condition's not a good song.
0: (laughs) Why are you... And there's just three people
1: in it
0: like i mean part of the reason i love ginger baker is my favorite part my favorite musician of cream is because not because his voice because his voice is his worst quality but his, the drumming on this uh on this album i think is the most virtuosic out of anything uh, anything else on this album it's pretty great also i like how uh the the reviewer called cream a power trio because i i never liked calling them a, a super group because, yeah, Clapton was in the Yardbirds, but Jack Bruce and Jigibaker really weren't, like, recognized for anything else before this, so... Yeah. I have only heard Sunshine of Your Love and I think Stranger Brew before I got the the album a couple of years ago, and, uh, and yeah, I as I mentioned, I liked it, but as I went back to it, I went like, huh, I guess I don't really like this as much as I did back then. And, and that's a good thing. Like, uh, let things age. Let your, like, opinions change over time. Because when I first got this album and listened to it, I gave it a five. <laughs> Dang. This is a, like, this was a per- bona fide perfect album. Blue Condition got a five out of five from me. Really? Wow. It was so boring for me. <laughs> <laughs> of it, course, it I... It gets bad near the end. Yeah, I gave it... I gave it a 4 out of 5 on Rate Your Music. That I now. saw that, I was like, yeah. wow. I,
3: I was going to say, sunsh- I associate Sunshine of Your Love with uh, memories of my brothers playing Guitar Hero 3 hmm. on the
0: Wii. I uh, attached Sunshine of Your Love with Martin Scorsese's hit film, Goodfellas, which is why I put in my notes, this is cinema.
2: I first heard that song in Bohemian Rhapsody when it plays for like two seconds early on in the movie. And I was like, Damn, whoa, that guitar riff, that's clean as hell. I need to seek out this Speaking song.
3: Of, I don't Speaking think of Bohemian Rhapsody. Clean.
2: It's not.
0: Speaking <laughs> of
3: Bohemian Rhapsody, I've been thinking of making an edit of something like We Don't Talk About Bruno, but it's edited like Bohemian Rhapsody.
0: I still haven't heard that song yet. I'm someone uncomfortable. Uh, Watching are are free, come on. You free, you're I, free tomorrow? I'll yeah, I'll watch it next week, guys. I swear. Yes. My Disney Plus, like, ac- yeah. my Disney Plus account hasn't been disabled yet, so I still have time.
3: Yes. Do it now while you still have the time. Yes.
0: All right. Uh, anyway. Or oh, it's too late. Anyhow, uh, I wrote in uh, for World of Pain. It gave me Queens of the Stone Age, stoner rock vibes. Uh, I don't really know much about Stoner Rock, Jackson does, but he hasn't appeared in an episode in ten weeks, so... Uh,
3: Queens of the Stone Age, they had another song on Guitar Hero 3.
0: Was and... it No One Knows?
3: No, it was, uh, Threes and Sevens.
0: <laughs> because I- I'm uh, surprised, we're... because I thought No One Knows was the only song that they ever did. No One Knows slaps. Yeah. Like, that whole album slaps. It's really good. I do have it on the wheel, so maybe we'll get it someday. Mayhaps. Probably my, my favorite part of World of Pain is when Ginger's doing the little drum fills before the chorus and then the chorus is just complete falsettos. There are falsettos all over this album and they're they sound pretty cool. Almost ethereal, really. But what I don't yeah. like what I don't like about that song or is like the lyrics Outside my window is a tree. Outside my window is the tree. It's only calling me. And to me that is like the rock equivalent of the curtains are blue. <laughs> It's you... top-notch lyricism. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Show this, list, serve this song to your English teacher. Anyway, uh, Dance the Night Away. Um, I think Van Halen did it better when they just took the name of that song and didn't keep any of the lyrics or melody. I was
2: thinking of that, and then I saw you posted that in your notes. I'm like, damn it, I was going to make that joke.
0: <laughs> yeah!
2: That's Dance the Night Away that... is actually one of my favorites on here. But <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I don't yeah. know. I, I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, but when like the guitar is like ba 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 it just gets louder. <laughs> yeah. And then we get from one of the greatest songs of all time, according to you, to Blue Condition. Oh god. <laughs> the man sounds so bored <laughs> when he's singing it.
3: Yeah, uh, just not as lifeless as Guns of Brixton.
0: As or, I um... as I said in my notes, yes.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's still not as bad as uh, Polly Shore as Pinocchio in Lionsgate's oh new God. Pinocchio. Oh, that's Polly Shore? Speaking?
0: The guy from Biodome? Yes!
3: Del... Yeah!
0: I looked Wait, it up! Is that the Guillermo Speaking del Toro movie?
3: By the way, there no. is going to be three Pinocchio movies this year. Oh no.
1: Geez, uh, that, Pinocchio that, movies. That's a shit of Pinocchio. Wow. Well, no um, it's
3: in the public domain. Uh well, one for of Pinocchio. them is going to be one of them is going to be a live action remake of the Disney <gasps> one. Oh my which, god. Where Keegan really? Michael Key is the fox. And <laughs> I thought he was going to do Pinocchio.
0: Chris Pratt is Pinocchio. He's so cool. You <laughs> so
2: cool. can truly never lie.
3: <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs>
0: That's what you're oh my God! Oh my and then and, and
3: there's going to be Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which is going That's to be to the best, best one.
1: one. That's the
0: one because I'm going like to look him. forward to. And then there's the Polly cool. Short Pinocchio, which is surely going to get a zero point five out of ten on litter boxed C-level two magic art. Yeah. Anyway, uh where were we? um blue condition uh ginger baker this is why drummers never open their mouths
2: unless it's Ringo
0: yes unless then Ringo it's Ringo can Ringo. open his mouth take notes Don Henry, keep uh, your mouth shut
3: oh or animal Animals good animal animal's yeah good drummer who can open his mouth <laughs>
0: yeah we stand an animals. Like, yeah. and then we get to in my opinion my two standout tracks tales of brave Ulysses and swillabber does, does anyone know what swillabber stands for
2: it's she it, it, something like a bearded rainbow. She
0: walks like a bearded yeah. rainbow. Yeah. Top-notch <laughs> lyricism, my boy, Jack.
2: It sounds cooler with the abbreviation.
0: Yeah, Swilabber.
2: Swillaber. <laughs> or like the one person that goes, Oh, my favorite Cream song, S-W-L-A-B-R.
1: God.
0: I would to meet that person. Rolling Stones, <laughs> Rolling Stones your... had the better Hi. She's a Rainbow <laughs> type song. Hey, uh, it's like, Hey, what's your favorite Rush song? Is...
2: Yeah. Ease, ooh, Ease, spicy instrumental.
0: Ease. I'd also Ease, like to miss ma.
2: the person who thinks "Mother's Lament" is a good song. Oh my! I hate that song.
0: Oh yeah. Mm. I don't even
2: consider it a song.
0: What <laughs> oh, would you rather, "Mother's Lament" or "Cripple Creek Fairy"?
2: "Cripple Creek Fairy" all the way.
0: Okay, okay. It's in my. Mother's Lament just it's reminds a... me of this one. It's a very vod yeah, right. British. It's a very British song. Very Not to diss the drunk Von lads
2: having a good time, but I hate it.
0: Too <laughs> much British, too much.
1: It's way too much.
0: Still unnecessary. It's, in, it's still, it's still in my top ten songs about children dying. <laughs> yeah,
3: that reminds me of like there was like Wheel of Fortune, like around thirty years ago they had this puzzle. The answer was Vanessa pregnant, and it was meant to announce oh, Vanessa my... White's pregnancy. Uh, but nice. like. Just after they taped that episode, she had a miscarriage, so they had to cut the episode out, replace it with like this montage type thing, and like then they showed the contestant and how much they won.
0: Imagine thinking like uh, um, you were given no context, and you just think that Vanna White just suddenly died. <laughs> just showing her best moments <laughs>
2: in memoriam. No. no, actually, Vanna's immortal. I yeah. feel.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna outlive us all. That- <laughs>
2: Much like the queen.
0: Yeah. Anyway, also, um, yeah. the story of Mother's Lament is very weird as well, because it's like uh, a poor mother trying to work to feed her hundreds of children, and then one of them goes missing, and she's like, oh no, where is my prized baby gone? And then the angels comes around, oh, your baby died, but he's in heaven now, so it's okay. Like, you're just going to leave the mother with that?
1: No.
2: Is Mother's Lament a spinoff of that one pig from Sing, the mom? <laughs> Whose name I'm forgetting right now? Oh, like, uh,
0: Scarlett wait, 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 Johansson. <laughs> no, it's not Scarlett <laughs> God, Johansson. <I> hate that <laughs> but when Ginger at the end says, Do you want to do that again? I'm like, No, I don't want to do that again. No. That's hey, that was no. fun.
3: Let's do it again.
0: Oh, do God. it
3: again.
1: Get back. It's so fun. They go to and they do Talk it. about people's kids dying.
2: So sure.
0: I actually thought that Cream and Eric Clapton were separate things. I thought Cream was its own band. I I did not know that Eric Clapton was in Cream until like March of two years ago. So getting a bit late in the game, but I, at least I got in the game, right? Also it should he be does. noted that uh, Clapton only has like two lead vocals on here. I mean he sings plenty of lead vocals on this album, but the only two songs where it's just him singing are uh, Strange Brew and Outside Women Blues. Well, I mean, He's really Strange letting
2: his misogyny shine. <laughs> Strange Brew on is the Outside a good song. Women Blues. Strange yeah, Blues
0: Oh um, <laughs> but yeah, like wanna talk Women about, Am I right? Yeah, wanna talk about Eric Clapton's gamer moment. <laughs> uh. God.
1: he has had he's had way too many gamer moments in his life <laughs> but this he's one's over- sp- this one
0: specifically in in outside women blues
2: you can see it in his face on the cover he's like yeah i sing like twice on this album i'm so cool
0: <laughs>
1: every time looks so edgy but is he
3: as cool as chris pratt
1: <laughs> i mean- chris pratt sings something song. <laughs> <laughs> he said that i'm like, and- i want to get
3: Wait. No, we should get Chris Pratt to record the entirety of this really gears. <laughs> Chris,
0: Chris Pratt is Eric cost. Clapton in the Eric Clapton biopic. <laughs> That'd be so good. <laughs> I'd actually watch that though.
3: I would watch that I would put that on watch this on ironically
0: anyway uh if I'm gonna say a few good things about outside women blues I mean they're few they're only like two good things but still I like when he's going because I, I don't know I just like it when he does that and and another thing we finally can add another song to our snow clone which consists of the songs la blues blues variation my Melancholy blues stuck inside of mobile with my melancholy blue m- stuck inside of mobile with m- with the me- memphis blues again <laughs> I'm, I'm humbling the words and now outside women blues so now we have stuck inside of mobile with my melancholy memphis la outside women blues brothers variation again
1: beautiful <laughs> and d die by eiffel 65
3: <laughs> and uh, I don't know. There's like a bunch of movies with the uh, women or outside.
2: Or forgetting um, Blue Monday out, by New Order. Uh, Three like
1: colors,
3: we could do like Tuck outside of outside Mobile with, with Miami, LA Blues, Bo Burnham inside, outside, woman blues.
0: Well, like, get,
3: it, we just wait till we get to Bo Burnham. at the
0: end of our respective podcast the snow, the blue snow clone will be so big. It'll it'll be a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, "Take It Back" is a song about uh, about British people burning their drafts so they don't have to go to the Vietnam War, <laughs> and it's undercut by like a, a bunch of people like cheering to the band as they're playing the song. Like, it's a fine song, but it's not worthy of cheering while they're playing it.
2: Yeah, no, I never understood that. <laughs> I was like, why would you leave that in?
0: Well, the yeah. truth is, they weren't cheering. Uh, at, they weren't cheering at the band. They were cheering because they found out the release date for Owl House Season Two B. no one no one one. uh yeah i don't watch the album yeah yeah
3: they're cheer. i actually they're cheering because they're cheering because they saw the trailer for winning time on hbo Uh,
2: they're cheering because the album's almost over
0: (laughs) (laughs) just one more it's just one more minute and a half song gee i hope it's not a cheap throwaway about a baby going to heaven
1: yeah, I hope it's not British. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Okay. I will say this, though. At least For as we... much as we're pooping on the album, it is short. It's, like, only 32 minutes long. Yeah. Very, very
1: friendly. It's good. Like, I'm sounding all sarcastic, but, like, they're, most of the songs on here are pretty good.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, we... Uh, we're going wrong. It's uh, that was the only other song we forgot to mention. But I like its like atmospheric vibe stuff. I, I'm not I gonna. Listen- I feel about that song? I'm not gonna listen to that song for every day for the rest of my life. But when I just <sighs> need to chill down, I'll I'll put that song on. I should also note that uh, my enjoyment from this album came mostly to the part that I was drowning Eric Clapton's guitar solos out, and so I could just hear Ginger Baker's fascinating drumming. <laughs> I don't get.
1: I don't understand drumming. I think it's cool but if, when people can like comprehend drumming in a song and be like, oh, that, that's really cool, but I think I'm more of a lyrics and guitar person.
2: So Andrew knows music theory, so he's like, uh, yes, the, per- the drumming, this I'm is... I'm the
0: pretentious person.
2: person. He's he's more pretentious than me. I'm <laughs> second place because I'm not a theater kid.
0: And I'm first place because I Sweet. listen to
1: classical music. <laughs> I'm 1,000th place because... I was in a musical version of the Lorax movie. <laughs> Did you guys sing I'm... How Bad Can I Be? No. It was fucking bullshit. Because <laughs> we had every single song from that movie except that song. And I wanted to sing it so bad, but they didn't let us. They, sl- they let us sing every single other song from that movie for that musical when I was a little kid. But not that one. Which was at my least my let it grow. Song.
3: At least let it grow was in there. Let it grow,
1: and I was side of the delivery
0: guy.
2: <laughs> let, let it grow like uh, like the Clapton song.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, oh my god. god! Oh my god! Eric Clapton oh, wrote the Warack soundtrack. I'm,
3: like, <laughs> I'm probably in like tenth place of that thing you just mentioned because um I listen to jazz music.
0: You like jazz? You like? Jazz? I
2: dabble in a bit of Japanese jazz. <laughs> There's okay. one YouTube one YouTube video I found.
0: I also know, and you also listen to Steely Dan, so that's a.
2: <sighs> this is perfect.
0: <laughs> you can't fool me. Public yeah. radio. Anyway, um. Anyway, I've uh, been hinting at my disdain for Eric Clapton, for since the Jesus Christ Superstar episode. No, you'll have to listen to that episode if you want to know why. I, even I forget. I think I think it's because one of the girls in, who is marrying Jesus Christ Superstars, she was one of Eric Clapton's backing vocalists. But anyway... Interesting. Anyway, uh, now I'm finally going to spill the tea on why I despise Clapton. And it's not really a good story. It's not a, like a soap opera off the edge of your seat. It's, not really, it's a bit of a bad story, honestly. And like every bad story, we start off with the Beatles. Yes. <laughs> Great. All right, so 1964, on the set of A Hard Day's Night, George Harrison spots an extra named Patty Boyd. She's a model, and uh, George defi- decides, hey, uh, you, you're you, cute, you want to go out with me? And since he's a Beatle, Patty says yes. And this was a huge win for George because he was the quiet Beatle and the best Beatle, <laughs> but uh, sure. no, no one wanted him because he was so quiet. But uh, now he's finally got a, a girlfriend. They get married in 1966, and around this time, Eric Clapton is becoming a very famous guitarist in London for his showy showmanship. He started joining bands like Yardbirds and Cream, and uh, he, he became quick buds with George Harrison, and immediately he beca- he got a crush on Patty, who was at that point George Harrison's wife. So And so uh, Eric Clapton got became more chummy with George, and it's hinted that it was because it was only because he wanted to get close to Patty Boyd. And it got to the point where, uh, Eric actually, um, dated Patty's sister just to get close to Patty. And, uh, Anyway, 1970 begins, the Beatles break up, uh, George and Eric go on tour with the band called the Doiny and Bonnie and Friends, and, uh, Eric recruits the, the- the- guys in that group to record an album called Layla and Other Assorted Love Songs under the, uh, under the name Derek and the Dominoes, and it's basically just two discs about of love songs dedicated to George Harrison's wife, and, uh, <laughs> I can't believe that when I was, like, Sixteen, I think. No, f- yeah, sixteen. I, I, sh- I, I, actually thought that that was a romantic gesture, but looking back at that, I'm like, Jesus.
2: <laughs> like, Andrew hates Sims, apparently.
0: No, <laughs> like, seriously. Like I Eric Clapton
3: to the M to the
0: B. <laughs> Like Eric Clapton was you know, like, like- uh, and Eric Clapton was like getting deeper into like drugs and stuff, and he like, was like becoming a more of a shitty guitar player, like, or at least live. And so he just like and he, he he just started like self-destructing because Patty wouldn't uh, accept his advances and if you're gonna cope that that this person is not gonna divorce her husband just to go out with you, you're do not do it by writing two discs writing a double album of love songs about a woman you're infatuated with that she just stay the hell away from kind like what Robin Thicke did. <laughs> So does that mean
2: that you hate Layla?
0: I mean it's a fine song, but the outro was the outro is better. Um,
2: Fair point. I was obsessed with that song.
0: Anyway, yeah. Any- the outro so anyway, much. continuing on the story. Um, they brought Klatsu back in nineteen seventy four for a sort of comeback album. It's not a good album, and we will not be getting to it on this podcast. Also, at this point, uh, George and Patty were having marital troubles. And uh, when George was away on his North American tour, uh, Patty was like, she had an affair with uh, Rolling Stones guitarist uh, Ronnie Wood, as well as Clapton. Not because they were in love, but just despite George Harrison. And George, as as like a response, did a cover of the Everly Brothers' Bye Bye Love on his album Dark Horse. It's not a good cover, and it's not a good album. We will not be getting to it on this podcast. (laughs) And anyway, uh, George and Patty realized that their marriage was doomed, but and they decided to divorce amicably before any more damage could be done. And uh, so, Clapton uses this opportunity to swoop in and be the big strong man that Patty needs right after she got divorced. And this time, she actually does agree to be his uh, wife. And they get married in 1979. George is at the wedding, mind you.
2: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's okay because he has a new wife now. <laughs> And, he, and and to make matters like, even more awkward, Paul and Ringo are there, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Didn't George, like, have an affair with Ringo's girlfriend? Oh,
0: yeah. It? Oh, I forgot to mention that. Mm. <laughs> and, but, yeah, uh, I believe George said to Eric, you want my wife? You can have her. Indeed. And uh, and he you know also referred to Clapton as his bro- his husband-in-law. So I think it's
1: really funny that when you said why you disliked Eric Clapton, it would be about because he's like really racist and like,
0: don't worry, I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm still on my first part of my Clapton rant. Ten <laughs> hours. Later. Yeah. Um, uh, Clapton and Patty, they're married for throughout the 80s, but it's a very loveless relationship because throughout the entire <laughs> decade, Clapton just abuses her, mistreats her, rapes her. On occasion and uh and he actually he cheats on her all the time like uh he would like uh go go away on vacation and make out with all these uh make out with all these like supermodels and such and he like clafton had like five children and i don't think any of them were patties i could be mistaken though but i don't think any of of Clapton's children were from patty and so the they finally get divorced in 1989 and so, yeah, uh, Eric Clapton is a shitty husband and person, but hey, that's not all. Turns out he's also racist. Uh, so, yeah, in, 19- yeah in 1976, he went on a drunken rant in uh, Birmingham, not Alabama, but UK, and where he uh, intoxicated, he voiced his support for Enoch Powell, who, if you're not in the know, he's, like, very, like, racist, politician was running for prime minister he wanted to like deport immigrants from from the uk Hmm, i wonder what that reminds me of and and among other things that clapton said in in his rant was keep britain white yeah and i i have to say that's a very bold words for a man who mainly covers like black artists exactly like
1: he gets his whole like sound from like Black artists who like invented yeah. like the blues genre yeah. Yeah, and rock and roll yeah. in general. And, it's, so, and like, instead it's really...
0: of like instead yeah. of like apologizing for his he he condoned his actions, but instead of apologizing for them, he just like weaseled <laughs> his way out of the situation by saying like I'm not racist. I play black artists and I had a black girlfriend once. <laughs> 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 so yeah he and he even said that he still like so su- supported supports what enoch powell stood for so so you think that would be uh bad but that's not all he's also an anti-vaxxer <laughs> yeah um he got the vaccine but he, and he's still like you're like oh if you don't if i won't play shows if you have to show your that you've vaxxed or not like, I like
1: conservatives who are like blatantly full of shit with the stuff that they push like they'll be like oh i'm never gonna get your vaccine man this is all (laughs) some sort of and they're just like well you can't make money you can't go around doing your jobs if you're gonna try to get everyone else sick so Mm -hmm. they just get it it's private and pretend like they still yeah against the whole
0: yeah like uh i believe last week so i believe last week Clapton said that people that were vaxxed uh, or under mass hypnosis.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Eric, I'm kind of surprised that Eric Clapton hasn't been on Tucker Carlson's show yet, because they have a lot in common. They're both uh, racist. They're both anti-vax while they still got the vaccine. And they probably both hate Neil Young and what he stands for. Live Tucker reaction. <laughs>
3: Uh, you said something about um your dream slash nightmare Tucker Carlson episode is where he gets <laughs> Eric Clapton on and they talk about why vaccines and Neil Young are bad and why Joe Rogan is good yes that
0: that is that is my that is by my, my dream and my nightmare. Why is it my dream I like that. because I'll... I want to make fun of it but since are on the subject i I want to go on I an like... extended rant against Tucker Carlson. oh great all right, so <laughs> let's go um. So yeah, we already brought up that he's uh, anti-vax. Like, I just hate this man and what he stands for. He is not a news anchor. He is a fear-monger, a propagandist. I liken him to a modern-day Joseph Goebbels. just a
1: dipshit that has too much power.
0: Yeah, like... I- I don't like most, like, Fox News stuff, like, I don't like Sean Hannity and his politics, but at least I respect him, because at least he told his people to get vaxxed. Tucker Carlson, meanwhile, is, like, he's outright telling people to make fun of people and, like, attack them if- if they're publicly vaxxed. Like, I mean, these people will follow his every whim. It's- it's disturbingly scary, like, uh, Tucker Carlson is not a messiah, people. It, compare him to close to the edge by yes, and ask to yourselves, could he really do that?
2: No, no one could do it.
0: Exactly. Could you really? I mean, I just hate this man so much. Oh my, I think this is the farthest down a rabbit hole we got. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Eric Clapton is the Tucker Carlson of music.
2: This reminds me of those memes or it's like a screenshot of discord. and It's just like Andrew being like, hey, you want to talk about Eric Clapton? Sure. Andrew started a call that lasted 12 hours.
0: <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. And you want to know the funniest part about all of this is I still kind of like this album. Yeah. And that's
2: what this is all
0: about. Yeah.
3: It's, to... it's all about separating art from the artist.
0: Indeed. You thought
2: the leaden winter would bring you down forever. But you rode upon a steamer to the violence of the sun
0: I like the artwork for this album.
2: I do too. I think it's very cool.
0: Very rainbow kaleidoscopy. And she walks like a bearded rainbow. Rainbow. (laughs) Also, I I found out that uh, the cover art was done by a a guy named Mark Sharp. And I looked and I'm sorry guys, but he doesn't have a son named Matt. Oof. Now we'll never find out who Matt Sharp's father is. Matt Sharp has only been on like two Weezer albums, and he's, all, he's already like a, a meme in the Weezer fandom. Are you part of the
2: Weezer fandom now? No. Stay away <laughs> while you can,
0: please.
1: <laughs> yeah. You should, we should do the blue <laughs> Yeah,
2: Blue and Pinkerton, that's literally all you need.
0: Yeah, those are the only don't two. Don't make
2: my mistake.
0: Yeah, those two are the yep, only let's... albums that exist.
1: If you don't get the green album, you don't get the hip
0: hips. Oh, true. I can live that without really nice. I Went in the Sun and Hashpipe.
2: Hashpipe, you, 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 sure, Hashpipe. Island in the Sun is a great did song. You,
0: did
3: you know that Toto did a cover of Hashpipe?
2: Why? What? Because
3: they heard Weezer's cover of Africa and they
1: decided such... to go feel... Doesn't <laughs> Toto <laughs> have like two
2: songs?
0: Oh yeah, Rosanna and Africa. Oh, and Hold the Line. Hold the Hold Line is another one. Yeah. So three songs. And their cover of Hashpipe. <laughs> yeah, uh, Weezer's song. There's so many Weezer songs. That...
2: They should have done I... Pork and Beans, man. Pork and Beans is great.
0: I'm. I'm not gonna lie. Whenever I. Whenever I heard Hash Pipe on the radio, I thought it was Smooth Criminal for some reason. It <laughs> was like boom, 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 I don't know why I thought that. Okay, um, so uh, let's talk about people that aren't Clapton. Uh, Jack Bruce, he has a nice voice. Ginger Baker, he, like I said, yeah, I he know. does great drum- drumming. And guess what? He's not racist, so he's automatically my favorite. Yay. Uh, fun. He was on a Paul McCartney album, but I won't say which one. Was he? Yeah. I mean, he had a very subdued role. He's, he The only thing he did on that album was shake gravel in a tin can. Interesting. So I'm guessing Paul McCartney heard Disraeli Gears. is was like, wow, this drum is really great. And then he decided to, give, to get him on one of his uh, albums and said, here, shake this gravel in a tin can.
2: <laughs> now I want to know what album.
0: Okay, it was Band on the Run. Really? Mm-hmm. Picasso's last words, y'all. Oh, okay.
2: I wouldn't know. I need to re-listen to that album.
0: Hmm. All right. So, as shall we go around the room, starting with you, Isaiah.
2: Yes. Um, I think I'll give this an eight, kind of being generous, but I liked it more than I thought I would.
0: Hmm.
2: And yeah, that's all I can say.
0: All right. How about you, Jamie?
1: Well, I think in general the instrumentation was really cool. Like, I just liked a lot of the uh, uh, guitar hooks and the rests on here. Or just a lot of fun, like songs like "Strange Brew" and "Sunshine of Your Love," "Tales of Crazy Lyses." Those are just like a groove, you know. Good stuff yeah. to listen to, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I personally think I prefer Jimi Hendrix to this, like, by a lot. Yeah. I Think the guitar stuff and his albums are better, and I just want to. That's I'm just casting my side of. It. I'm on Jimi Hendrix's side in the battle of the guitarists. No worry, uh, in yeah, no, space. I get this in you.
0: Yeah. You're in a safe space. Hendrix is, the god. Hendrix is the real god among guitarists. Yeah,
1: I grew up. All the guys around me, like, all these old guys would be just like, in my music class, and she's like, Oh, have you heard of Eric Clapton from the band <laughs> Cream? That's a stupid name for a band. And they were just, He's the greatest guitarist of all time. Like, whatever you say, man.
0: Anyway, uh, Kay, who's not here with us tonight, she gave it a 5.7, and it might just be <laughs> because she doesn't like blues, might be because she doesn't like Clapton, but either way, it's valid either way, because not everything is for everyone, and that's okay. Uh, Romy, how about you?
3: Um. Oh, yeah, I would give it a, a 7, bordering on an 8. S- so that so just, put it on as a 7.
0: Just a point seven, not a, like a 7.9 or something?
3: A uh, 7... P- point
0: seven point seven seven grand dad <laughs> <laughs> um i like this album not as much as i did when i first got it definitely not as much as before i listened to the album for this for this project um i will admit i like it better less as like something i would actively listen to but like is like study music you know like uh it has good songs, but it does drop a lot. And you kinda get back up there with stuff like Tales of Brave Ulysses and Swillabur and of course Sunshine for Your Love. But uh if you didn't have those, you just have a standard blues record that I I wouldn't even know if I would put in this on the wheel if, if if it didn't have those hits. But those hits are still very good and the stuff on here is like pretty good, so I think I'll give it a seven point eight. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. yeah i would yeah so yeah, i give cream 7.44 i give clapped it as flat one yeah and that and that's all she wrote I'm trying to think of us some more talking points to say uh does anyone want to talk about mother's lament some more no <laughs> nah. no this is freaking
1: i hate their voices so much dude.
0: <laughs> too much
2: too british
0: <laughs> yes
2: which doesn't really make sense to me i'm pretty sure the most british album i've heard is probably selling england by the pound by genesis
0: Wait until we get to the. Wait until we get to the Kinks. Are the Village Green Preservation Society by the Kinks? Interesting. Hey, you Eng-
1: know Let what? Tj uh, e. Harvey what... is really great. That's it's actually about England. That album, but it's not like annoying. You it's know great. what? What, what
3: kind of movie on Letterboxd would fit the description? Just some drunk lads having a good time. It's uh... spotting.
1: <laughs> Requiem I guess for a the dream. Mitchells
3: versus the. Mich- I guess yeah. you can you can also say that about the Mitchells versus the machines.
0: But they weren't. Drunk At what
2: point reason. do they confirm they're intoxicated? <laughs> I don't
0: know. What would you say is the most British film? Personally, I would say Garfield Two: A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> That's a classic. Um,
3: I would say okay. I don't know. I guess one of the Monty Python movies. Oh,
1: true, true. I'd say that This Is England is the most
0: British movie. I mean, it is, yeah, it's in the title. This is England. <laughs> sure. Anyway, I'm going to get us our next album right now. So, you know how I like to say that uh, we have a rule on this podcast that uh, if someone has recently passed that we won't check out there's an album that features them for another month because it would be disrespectful. It feel like it would be disrespectful to their memory that we're like cashing in on their death. Well, I'm gonna like uh, ignore this rule for this just this once because this is one of the best-selling albums of all time, and I feel like not doing it would be even a bigger slap in the face than uh, than just not doing it at all or like waiting two years. So uh, I think our- I know what this is. Yep, and the next album we'll be looking at is Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. Ooh! A five. Woo! All right, because It's a coffee-
1: Oh, so we Whitney. have to do a theater Whitney. album night after that. Indeed. What well, happened to
0: you? Who it? All right, thank you. Outside my window is a tree, they're only
2: for me. And it's down. St-